This is Vixen John, creator of Minute Made New York, and you're listening to Minutes Heard. On today's episode of Minutes Heard, we're talking all about art. It's something that I've really come to love and appreciate throughout the years, even going as far as collecting a few pieces for myself from some amazing artists. Initially, Minute Maid New York was meant to highlight creative types, so profiling these following people who create art for a living is definitely an honor. Sit back and take a listen. So, what motivates you to wake up every day and hustle? I got a one-year-old daughter that, shit, if I don't hustle, she don't eat. I mean, her mom's go super hard, but I got to meet that, uh, that hustle. So, if I don't hustle, she don't eat. So, go hard. Um, so out of all the hustles that you've been involved in, I mean, which one is it, like, the one that's kind of stuck out the most for you? Music. Music has always been, like, it's a super outlet for anything. Like, even with doing this, I'm playing my music while I'm doing it. I'm playing artists that I associate myself with while I'm doing it. So, yeah, music is always the outlet. There's no rhythm without music. You can't do nothing without music. And what recently got you back into art? Um... I don't know, when I was younger, like, my friends used to, like, they were always cool with the fact that I could do it, but more so, like, we was running around the streets doing other shit, so this became corny, it became secondary. Um, me and my girlfriend, we sat down and we started talking about it, and that's what really got me back to picking up a brush. I never painted in the lines, so I never tried to paint, but now I'm decent at doing it, I guess. Like, people think so. Why is this art show important for um, oh, what's the purpose of the art show and why is it important? The purpose of the art show is all everything, all the pieces are based on Brooklyn. Um, the fact that my sister and I, well, this show is based on off, off of Brooklyn. The fact that me and my sister are non-traditional artists, like neither one of us went to school. Uh, we both got kicked out of all of the uh, the art schools and culinary schools, and we wound up achieving. Like my sister was the head of the House of Representatives, the head chef in the House of Representatives. So at this point. It's like, school is cool, but, I mean, you can still accomplish without I mean, without going to college or, or having a bunch of money. Like, if you are able to dream, you can achieve whatever the fuck you want. Like, I don't know if I can curse, but, yeah, you can achieve whatever you want if you never stop dreaming. And I feel like school puts you in a, in a system where you have to, you're forced to think one, one, one way, and your mind state... Your mind, like you, you might not, you might not agree with something, but it's like, all right, this is the norm, so I'm gonna do that. And when you think outside of the box, you get better results. Not for everybody, but for people like myself, thinking outside of the box worked better for me. I got kicked out of every high school that I've been in, so I'm here now. So, share a story, memorable story, what you can just think of about like. Art, your hustle, your grind, just like one memory or one, something that sticks out. Recent, um, past, that I'll give you the, the most recent, the most recent eventful thing that happened. I'm kind of introverted, right? That's not a word, but it's my word, so I'm an introvert. And it's a gallery in Atlanta that I, that I paint in, uh, Days Arts. So I'm sitting out there, like two weeks ago, I'm sitting out there and I'm painting, some spray painting stuff. Dude pulls up in a truck, like, yo, this is dope. Like, how much you charge to do houses? I'm like, I gave him some lowball number because I just needed some money for that day. But come to find out, after I finished doing the work, it wound up being uh, Tony McDaniels from the Buccaneers. So 
he and I are cool now. Um, I did a dope piece in his house. That shit was just mad random. And that's where, like, it's it's not what you know. It's where you wind up at. And that's how life wound up happening. So that's a good story. Simple, but good. To start off, uh, what motivates you to get up every day and make the best of it? What makes me get up every day and make the best of it is the fact that I want to measure up and add to life. Uh, that simply means for me that I've learned a lot, I've seen a lot through other people's experiences and I want to be able to give my additional experience to that human condition. Gotcha. Yeah. Same. I, I would say the same thing for me. The, um, Interesting thing is like it's all like a ritual. You get up, do what you do. We add to it. Some people say it's been done before. I said, well, not my way. And when I'm gone, it won't be done my way. So while I'm here, let's do it my way, so I can get recognized for that. You know. Gotcha. Um, let's just go through the basics just for the audience who don't know you. Mm-hmm. Um, so just really quick, you don't have to go through a whole like backstory, but just talk about. Like, you know, um, what type of artist you are, how long you've been doing art, you know, just kind of like the tail of the tape type stuff. Okay. Uh, well, Vixen, I've been doing art for about 30 years, I guess. Started when I was about 18 and uh, went through all the challenges of being able, looking for my voice, looking for myself by trial and error, making lots of mistakes and uh, realizing that actual mistakes were very important to my art making because... Uh, I learned a lot from those. So I continued to look for the honest, the honesty in making mistakes. And um, when I look at a lot of artwork these days where perfection is the, the end result, I'm looking for not that end result. I want to have it be flawed, uh, in flux. I want it to look immediate. I want it to look like a person that you met on the street who is not judged by their appearance, by, by, by just by the character. So I want the art to be seen as having character rather than being appearance. Okay. And um, when it comes to just kind of narrowing it down, mm-hmm. uh, understated, what does that mean to you in the sense of the art? It's a very good question. And you, are, you really are an interesting person uh, seeing and listening and looking. Understated to me is uh, a lot about, about about a lot of people. Um, there are a lot of people in this world who are understated, who make up the fabulous parts of this world. Be it the mother and father who are understated, who help to get, you know push the kid through college. Uh, the the understated person who doesn't look for the hero. Uh, notoriety but has done something incredibly fabulous to help you Um, the person who made me an artist who I don't know who took a role in my place in my in my life is someone who's very understated Uh, there's always someone in our lives that pertain to ourselves that you don't know about so the understated it's not about me it's about the people in my past and other people like that Okay. Um, name name something. It doesn't have to be 
anything specific. Mm. Just just name one thing. I'm pretty sure there's a whole bunch of things. Mm. But just name one thing that you'd want people seeing this exhibition to get out of it. One thing, huh? Uh, one or two. Uh, I want them to have empathy. You know, just get get into it and have empathy. Um, I'm not here to preach. Just just come in and take what you can, and uh, meet some people that are looking at it and share experience. It's like a barbecue. You know, you go to a barbecue. You don't have a pre pre ordained idea. You just go hang. You know, and see what's going on. And from the hanging and non, you know, sense of a, a, a an agenda, you have a wonderful time. So it's all about just hanging out okay. and seeing what comes up. Good. All right. Um, one last question. I like to I like to ask everyone. Yeah. Um. So recall or just just tell me a story about your most memorable moment in your art career or in your life as it relates to art just just talk about the most memorable moment for you well I got a lot yeah yeah I mean but one of the one of, recent well, yeah. one of the most memorable moments that I can pull up is uh, when I was in South Africa in 91 I had gone there to do an art residency at the Triangle Workshop and in the residency there were lots of people from Africa lots of Africans from all sorts all, all parts of Africa uh, there were Cape, uh, Africans from Cape Town, there were Europeans from Netherlands and Germany and, and, and two Americans. I was one of two Americans. There were Brits as well. And these Dutch guys had made this piece of art, piece of sculpture. It was an A-frame, one-story house out of timber. And they had, uh, it was time to go and they couldn't take it with them. So one of the young African gentlemen asked them if he could have that timber. And the, the Dutch guy replied, yeah, you can have it. What are you going to do, make art with it? And the man said, no, I'm going to live in it. And I thought, oh, my God, you know, here we are in this world, and there are people who need these resources, not for art, but for habitat. So I came back to Harlem. I had a studio in the museum in Harlem at the time. I came back to the studio museum, and I said, I have a moral responsibility to use resources because I know people in some part of the world desperately need and would use that for a a survival and so I made it my 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 agenda to even use more found materials more recycled materials because I thought it would do something to honor the people who actually would have uh, no choice in that game so I thought hey here I am, you know, and and that's an important thing, just to have empathy, you know. So, um, so that's the importance of you using used materials in this ex exhibition, in the sense of like, yeah, you know, like uh, bike tires and rust and all that things that represents feathers, tires, zip ties, whatever you can use to invent is important, rather than having to pay a lot of money for something that would be. Um, in some cases, somebody's existence, you know? So, I mean, I don't have the money to use the things I would like to use, which, which is now, you know, I don't know what that could be. It's kind of a loaded thing. I mean, what do, what do I want to use? But I, I look at a lot of the high-end art that's out there, and I will say there are certain people who come to mind. Uh, for example, 
poor Jeff Koons who uses a lot of people to make his work and it's gorgeous and it's lovely and it's expensive Anish Kapoor another one and I'm like yeah that's great but when I look at the work these days I go who paid for that and I don't look at it with envy I look at it like well how did he cover the cost and I don't and and and, and I think that in some way um, is relative to our lives these days because um, the money that some people use to make art could basically help a lot of people live and so I don't feel bad using rubber and zip ties because I know it's not taking the food out of somebody's mouth taking my stuff out of the trash you know I'm feeling good about that and if I can put that in a different perspective to raise an awareness I feel good about that all right great so we're in your studio it's really nice very oh it's like a I know a lot of artists that would love a space like this. Like I have a friend that she paints a lot. So mm -hmm. I, like right now she like paints in her, like her apartment or whatever, but she would probably mm -hmm. just love like an open space just to like, you know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm rambling. Um, all right, so the first question I'd like to ask everyone is, what motivates you to wake up every day and make the best of it? What's your motivation? What inspires you? Um, life itself, when I wake up in the morning, uh, that's inspiration for me. Um, I've gone through some parents transcending, et cetera, et cetera. And so I have a new outlook on life uh, recently. And so when I wake up, my motivation is to create art and to be a positive force in our community. I think that's very important uh, to uh, show the young people um, who are trying to make a way for themselves, visually, writers, musicians, uh, to have to have that positive energy in our community. Uh, I think that's important for me, uh, and that's what I'm striving for. Um, and to also have access to uh, the community in terms of what I do, let people know what I do as a visual artist, that's very important. Um, and I look forward to that every day. I, I work uh, practically every day uh, in some form of art, uh, whether I'm actually producing art or I'm editing digital film or, or something, I'm on the phone with a gallery or I'm on the phone with marketing people. I'm doing, I'm always doing something in art. I might even be making frames, like tomorrow I'll be working on framing. So that whole process of art, you know, that's, that's my high every day okay. um, for you um, kind of just briefly describe like how you got into art like what was like your first experience with art and since when you started <laughs> Brief, I mean yeah briefly, briefly is probably <laughs> that's a long story I mean right, take, right, us, right. take us two hours <laughs> um, I actually when I was a junior or senior in high school I decided and I talked to my father that I wanted to be an artist and he gave me his okay he said if, if that's what you want to do, as long as you stay in college, I will support you. And to the day that he died, he supported me as a visual artist. So I had no issues with that. Uh, that's basically how I got into art. But a long term, um, I had to take an art uh, course in high school because they wouldn't let me graduate because I had no art. I was going to be, you know, go to business school, do accounting, finance, et cetera, et cetera. But I decided that uh, I took a ceramics course and I decided that, God, this is fantastic. Um, let me talk to my dad and see if that's a possibility. And he said, yes. 
you know, so I'm, I'm here today uh, talking to you about um, my career as an artist. Fantastic. Cool. Um, so, you know, just to get this out the way, um, just briefly talk about uh, the show that you have coming up at Bath and just kind of yeah. like... Uh, the the uh, Brooklyn Art Fellows, um, I've been talking to Aaron for over six months about, he's been wanting to ask me and finally he got the nerve to ask me would you do a show because I think he thought I was going to turn him down. <laughs> I said no. I said I've been checking your gallery out for a while uh, and uh, I was introduced to Aaron through a mutual friend, uh, a photographer um, who actually shoots a lot of my paintings. Um, uh, Marcia Wilson, um, she does a lot of the photography for me. Uh, when when I'm on road trips or in public, I all ask her to come and shoot for me. So that's how I met Aaron, and so we had been talking um, for almost a year now, and finally I agreed to say yes, let's do this, and this is what I want A, B, C, and D. He said fine. I said I want. Uh, JKLMM, he said, fine. I said, okay, so you really want me. So, uh, And then it's convenient, and I haven't had a, a solo show here in New York in a while. So uh, I thought it would be a great opportunity since it is in Brooklyn, uh, and it's community-based. I like that idea as well. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this show uh, March the 4th, uh, 2017. Okay. And what is the... Um you know, just briefly just talk about the, I guess, the name of the exhibit. The title like, of the show. Okay. What inspired it? And how's it come about? Um, the title of the exhibition is called Energy. And um, I've been um, working on this idea or this theme of energy uh, probably since about 2008, 2009. Uh, but at that time, I was a full-time uh, academic in the uh, New York school system, so I could only work on it part-time. Um, since the retirement in 2012, uh, I've been able to focus more on the visual aspect of my career. And so it takes energy to do anything. It takes energy for us to be here having this conversation. It takes energy to do carnival, you know, and so it takes energy to play instruments. Whatever we do, it's, it's, it's about having that energy. And with visual artists, with me personally, it's about having positive energy. Um, and that's been my main focus. That energy could be about the political climate in America. It can be about the community political situation here in the community. Um, but primarily, when you look at the work, uh, it feels like energy. I, uh, people, dealers, et cetera, come to the studio, and the first thing they say is, oh my god, this looks like energy. Well, it is energy. And so primarily people pick that up instantly and that's the crust of the whole idea of creating this body of work for the last few years. Um, some of the pieces go back 15, 20 years in terms of the um, paintings themselves because they're collaged. Uh, I had all these scraps uh, in storage um, for 20 years and I, you know, big, trash bags um, and I finally decided that uh, I would start using them and making collages and so at this point in my career I've been doing collages uh, along with drawings and other paintings um, 
for about four or five years now. And I'm, and I'm pleased, and the more I do, the better I get at it. And so I'm pleased at where the work has taken me, uh, the energy level, like the small pieces here. They were just all done last week. Um, uh, five, five, four, uh, two, two, four, two, five, two, six, which was just last week. So I'm, I'm very pleased with, and these will be in the uh, exhibition, 2017 works. Okay, nice. Yeah. I, I like, I like, I like how it. I mean, the shapes of it. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're gonna break it down, I'm no art. Yeah. No, that's okay. <laughs> fellow, but. Like the shapes of it alone, you know, people can interpret that to one thing. Like, for example, this looks like a flower to me. Right. And then everything within it, you know, right. doesn't necessarily have to represent a flower, but it represents right. different things. Yeah. And I think when people look at it, yeah. you know, it, it invokes yeah. different emotions yeah. and reactions. Well, if you look at the outer perimeter of this long piece here to your, your left, mm -hmm. you'll see flowers, mm -hmm. but they're kind of like painted over, so you see them under, underneath the top layer. So I, I'm, I'm very much into uh, flowers and roses and lilies and, and all these other different perennials. Uh, so I will add that uh, reference to my work. Uh, the shape that you're talking about, the centerpiece, it, it, yes, it could very well be. Uh, but when I was in the process of creating it, I'm probably not thinking of that literally. But subconsciously, those things uh, just come out. Um, you don't see squares very, you know, Basically, they're all different kind of angles and octagons and circles and things like that. Um, because I, 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 you know, over the, over the last forty years, I say forty-five years, I've been creating work. I've always worked on a uh, portrait format or a landscape format, and finally one day I said, you know what, this is just not working for me. I got to move on. And then I thought about uh, the musician Hank Mobley. Hank Mobley said, there's no room for squares. That's the title of his CD. So I, got a, I get a kick out of that. I said, nah, I'm not into the square thing right now. <laughs> so, so um, and that's what the work is about. It's, you know, it's, it's influenced by music, because uh, you know, I travel a lot. Uh, I listen to all kinds of music from all over the world. And, and, and that's what influences my work as well, music writers, musicians. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have uh, one last cue for you. Okay. Um, <laughs> initially, I was going to ask, um, out of all the works that you've done, name your most memorable. But I think for an artist, that is uh, fair. That's <laughs> almost impossible. <laughs> right. It's like, <laughs> all those artists are your children. It's like choosing your favorite child amongst, uh, your, amongst the ones that you have. Uh, unless you have the only child, then it's a little different. But the question I'm going to ask, um, which is a little bit more manageable, <laughs> um, is, you know, off the top of your head, and it doesn't have to be anything recent, but just from, from memory, mm -hmm. like name one of your more, your most memorable, like moments in your art career. Well, just, just recently, um, um, I saw uh, Sherman Fleming, who is a performance artist. Um, I think he's in, uh, he's in DC now. No, he's in Philly now, he was in DC. And we uh, did a trip to Europe together uh, at RT uh, in the 90s, 94, 95. And um, that brought, uh, and, and the show left Europe and it came to the United States and we had another show at the Painted Bride in Philadelphia. They sent me a video and, and I saw his performance in Amsterdam 
and it blew my mind and I said, oh my God, he's, um, he's, uh, he's um, had Vaseline on him and on top of that he had brown sugar and cinnamon uh, because the, the Dutch or the, Nether the people in the Netherlands, they, they celebrate the gingerbread man. So his, his performance was the gingerbread man, he's sweet. So he had these two gay guys licking him. This is all caught on video. So they sent me the video. I did a huge painting, eight feet, nine feet, by six, seven feet wide. And I exhibited at the Painted Bride in the 90s. I'm only saying that because I just, because Sarah and I lost contact for, since the 90s. And so I, I saw him on, um, on uh, Facebook and I, I, we became friends, so we're in touch with each other now. I haven't talked to him, but we've been text, texting, etc. And so that's what brought that piece up. It's called, the, the painting's called The Gingerbread Man. It's a bad piece. And it's done, in, it's done with glitter, it has glitter in it, or iridescent colors, and oil, and acrylic. And it's, it's a huge piece, and it has floating QPs from the Renaissance period, but it also deals with Christianity. Uh, badass piece. Bad piece. <laughs> no, you mean bad as in like it's like bad. It's, it's good a beautiful, or? bad, oh, bad okay. bit. It's a beautiful piece, but uh, I'm, about, like, I'm, I'm old school. It's a badass. Oh piece. right, yeah, yeah. No, no, I thought you just meant like it's a bad piece. Like, oh no, that's horrible. No, no, it's a, it's a beautiful painting. That's uh, great. Beautiful painting uh, because I, I think at the time I was also looking at Haitian artists uh, with uh, voodoo and Van Damme and and Christianity and how so how closely it is related. And so I, you know, I, I was doing floating QPs, or which is out of the Christianity concept, uh, along with voodoo. I was combining those images together at the time, and that was my current thinking in the '90s. Um, beautiful painting. Thanks for listening to this episode of Minutes Heard. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow or subscribe to Minute Maid New York on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube. Do you have a minute?